uh, before him. Yesterday, Anna and I looked at the song Gracious and God's heart towards our brokenness and how even our weakness we can bring to God and worship him even in that place. He's so kind-hearted towards us. Well, it gives us great pleasure to introduce our guests this morning. Uh, They've written a song called I Believe uh, back in 2015, a song written from a very real place about worshiping God through unanswered prayer, through suffering, through questions. And um, these two are worshipers through and through, and it's come from a very real story in their lives. So excited for them to come and speak to us this morning. Put your hands together for Sam and Rebecca Cox. Hi, good morning. This seminar is on uh, worship in suffering, so it seems quite apt that we're all sitting here suffering in this weather. It's insane, but it's okay if you do this for the next hour. That's fine. I'm going to do it too. You take that. All right. Okay, guys. Well, it's nice to be back. Um, It was a surprise for us last night to jump up on stage and be prayed for, and that was really sweet. We got some wobbly stools up here, so pray that we don't fall off and break anything. I'm going to sit here. Um, So yeah, it's lovely to be back. We moved to America about 18 months ago, and so we missed last New Day, and so this is just really nice for us to be back and, you know, see lots of friends again, and nothing's changed. Um, It's awesome. So it's been really fun. We've got three kids this time. Uh, We just had a little girl. She was born in May. And she's our little American citizen over there. Um, So yeah, lots of busyness and family stuff. But so thrilled to just take an hour out with you guys and just speak through some of this stuff. So I think the official title is When All Around Gives Way which uh, is a little part of the, the song, I believe, that we actually stole from the old Horatio Spafford hymn. Um, and uh, really, we're, we're going to be unpacking over the next, I guess, 40 or so minutes what it looks like to w- keep worshipping and keep singing in the storm and through seasons of suffering. So, um, everybody good with that? <laughs> Someone is really good with that. All right, so guys, first thing I want to do is just level the playing field a little bit. Um, Sometimes when we see the seminar booklet and it's like, oh, there's one on suffering, I think it can feel a little bit like, um, you know, maybe this seminar is for people that have had particularly difficult lives or really, really tough, excruciating experiences in life. Maybe you've lost a, a loved one, maybe you've known the grief of that or you know, been the victim of different abuse or whatever. But what I want to do this morning is level the playing field a little bit and just acknowledge that um, actually we're really all subjected to seasons of suffering in life, aren't we? Um, I think that just to to say that at the start, it's important for us to know that, that um, in life there's a truth, isn't there, that every, every believer in Jesus... Um, even, even, even those of us that believe in Jesus, we're kind of guaranteed to have s- seasons of suffering. Um, so no one is, no is going to be escaping pain in this life. We're all going to have these seasons. So this is just, this is something for all of us to have to process and deal with. It's a universal reality. Boo. Not fun. Um, but, so all of us in this room are going to suffer, but how do we how do we learn to sing in the storm? How do we as believers learn to 
keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and hold fast to our faith through those tough seasons, you know, through those, those dark valleys? Um, how do we keep worshiping God as a good and loving father when suffering comes, crashing in on our lives? God might seem really distant. Um, it's important, I think, to tackle this this whole idea because actually seasons of suffering can sometimes be the thing that challenge our very belief. They really are the thing that sometimes in our faith walk kind of, they, sometimes the thing that really makes us ask some of the big questions about our faith. You know, do we really cling on to the truth about who we think God is and when everything's great and we're singing, you know, at something like New Day and it's all hands in the air and everything's fun and you know, the question for us is, do we really cling on to the truth about who God is when all around gives way, when everything seems to be falling apart? So that's really what we're going to hopefully help unpack in the next little hour. Great. Um, I, as Simon said, um, we wrote the song out of a very real place. And um, yeah, we, we basically had a very kind of crazy year where our steady um, norm that felt quite comfortable and just steady just suddenly in the space of one week it just started to go from this to this and everything that we felt was steady about our life just suddenly went um and then actually as that year progressed more came and more came and more came um and actually by the end we were it was we just had to laugh at some of the things that were happening because it was just yeah it was a crazy year and we got to the end and I felt God say to to me I want you to write a song about the year that you've just walked through and um so we sat down and what we just decided that even though we were actually still in the midst of it we felt like we were still in some of some of it really still felt in the valley rather than the mountaintop um we just had to say okay what have we learned this year what 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 has God showed us and and what came out was that we still believe that God is God and that he is good and he's faithful even when our prayers have gone unanswered, even when it feels like everything that was steady has just dropped away. Um, we declaring that God is faithful um, and just the power of that is where we'd got to. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to quickly pray for the rest of our time this morning. And um, I know that many of you are going to be in different places. Some of you may be walking through suffering right now, or that you have, or just knowing that just on this life we will experience pain. And um, just trusting that God will speak to us all individually where we're at um, in the way that he wants to. Um, we have real faith that many of you this morning will meet with God in a powerful way and be healed or set free or just given faith and hope just to keep plodding on and keep declaring the truth of who God is in your situations. Um, So just as an encouragement as well, um, if you've never actually been in a situation like this, um, from my experience, um, the Holy Spirit can just just come alongside you in in these seminars. And if you suddenly feel like you just know that point was for me. I just need to listen to that. Just hold on to that. Keep listening. Maybe write it down. And at the end, when there's time to pray, um, just go to God on that situation. Um, So yeah, let me just pray for the morning. God, we thank you so much that you are a good and loving and faithful God. Thank you that it's not in our own strength that we walk this earth. It's not in our own um, strength that we make triumphs. God, thank you that you are faithful. 
God, we just pray this morning that you would come and speak to many. Holy Spirit, right now, just be softening hearts, helping our minds just stay focused even in this heat. Um, God, help us speak to these wonderful, wonderful people, these children of yours, declaring truth over them of who you are and who we know you to be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so the first little chunk of time I'm going to take, and uh, what I want to do is um, just unpack a little bit of uh, kind of theology, Um, just we're going to arm ourselves with some truth, um, and then Bex will just do the second half about how we actually kind of, once we've digested some of that understanding, how do we kind of work that out? How How do we practically take hold of that and kind of make it work in our day-to-day. So um, one of the things you'll notice as you read through Scripture is we don't have to look very far to see examples of people who lost everything, um, and yet somehow they never let go of their ability to worship and to honor God in the middle of their pain. Um, Think of some of the great figures in Scripture, Joseph and Job and David and Paul later on. um, And these were people that appeared to walk through seasons of really intense suffering, but it's the way that these, um, these people responded to the trials in their lives that can be a really helpful guide for us. Um, so there's a few big kind of teaching points, some truths from these stories that can really help equip us, um, help us to hold fast to our faith through pain and suffering. And so I just, I'm going to just give, bring us four truths that hopefully will be like tools, you know, in our, in our little utility belt as we walk, uh, walk our lives um, and go through these seasons. So we're going to arm ourselves with some truth. Uh, so truth number one, our circumstances are constantly shifting and changing around us. But God and his very character never changes. Hebrews 13 says that Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. That means that his goodness and his faithfulness never changes either. So it's, it's, it's like... It's intrinsic to who God is. It's part of his godness that he doesn't, he's not temperamental like us. He's an unchanging God. And that means that he's not like 100% good on like a Monday and then 96% good on a Tuesday and a little bit grumpy on a Wednesday and back to 100. No, that's not how it is. He, he is always doing good, just constantly. Like think of the Niagara Falls, just, just all the time, full blast goodness. Um, it's like, it's like his goodness, if your life is the shore, like his goodness is just continually crashing like waves on the shore of your life all the time, 24-7. That's the constant unceasing of his goodness towards you. So number one, God's character never changes, which means his goodness never stops. Psalm 23 says, goodness and mercy, mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not just some of them, all of them. Um, and this truth is really helpful in the ups and downs of life. Um, because we, as we experience highs and lows, we can basically rule out the question of God's goodness. Like, did God's goodness somehow fail there in that moment when I just went through something difficult? You know, I've just been diagnosed with something or I've just heard about a terrible situation going on. One of the things we can instantly rule out is, does this mean God isn't good? The Bible is very, very clear that he doesn't change and his goodness is unchanging and so even in the song I believe you know we wanted to make sure that that was it actually is in almost every section in the verse the pre-chorus the chorus and the bridge make some mention of your goodness never fails me you know I will uh, I will trust your faithfulness 
So that, that song taps into that idea a lot. Uh, truth number two, understanding God and suffering really helps. Really helps to have an understanding of God and suffering. Okay, so don't let flimsy theology or a vague impression of the truth rob you of peace and security. Be really clear. Be really in the know about what, what the Bible says and what lots of great teaching out there says about God and suffering. Um, a really commonly asked question by unbelievers is, is this one. Why would a good God allow suffering? And this is actually a question that um, I think we as believers have to really wrestle with ourselves as well, especially when trials come. So we need to have an answer for that. We need to get an answer. You will have to wrestle with that question when trials come, and it will test your faith. So let's get into that really briefly, and I'm going to break it down into two parts. The first one is that we live in a fallen world. Life is just, just hard and things are just broken. Decay and sickness and brokenness. It's just kind of the way things are. Genesis 3 shows us that Adam and Eve sinned and pain entered the equation. And basically ever since that moment, every human is born into, this, into sin and all the horrible results of that sin. Um, and so none of us can escape that or excuse ourselves before God or live our lives kind of never expecting to experience anything bad. It's just part of the universal experience of every human now. And so our good deeds don't ever qualify us for a pain-free life. And so it's funny when people say, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And the Bible kind of helps us actually to realize there's no such thing as like truly good people because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so basically all of us are subjected to the effects of a fallen world. And it sounds kind of depressing, but sometimes that's actually one of the easiest things to hold on to in the middle of suffering. It's like, I'm trying to find an answer, but really, it's just the, the way of life. You know, there's just, a, we, we are in a fallen world right now. Um, so that's the first thing that helps us. The second thing is um, to realize that God actually uses trials to help us. This is a really big one. God actually uses trials to help us, to shape us, to grow us, to increase our dependence on him. Um, and we do this all the time, don't we? We look to other things to make us feel better. But basically, God knows. He knows best. He knows absolutely that the best thing for us is to go to him with our suffering. Um, C.S. Lewis, he says this. Um, Pain is God's, like God's megaphone to rouse or to wake up a deaf world. And so often it's the, it's the tough stuff, really, that helps to define what we really believe in. Otherwise, we'd just kind of plod through, kind of deaf, deaf to what we're really dependent on, which, which is God. And so often seasons of suffering are actually allowed to hit us to kind of wake us up, to give us a faith check. Like, who do you really run to? Who, who, what, what is it that really satisfies you and provides you with peace? And so sometimes pain is the very thing we, we need to kind of wake us up, to wake us up from apathy, um, like a bucket of cold water, you know. It's, it's like it, it helps us to, to, to turn towards God and to learn what we so often forget, which is that we're totally dependent on God in every season. And so actually through pain, we find ourselves maturing. Uh, we get better at dealing with the storms when they hit us and and. I love that little saying. I think I've seen it mainly tattooed on people, but it says, a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. And that's true, isn't it? So God mysteriously allows things to happen to us that actually cause us to cast ourselves on him and him alone. So when we get this, 
we actually start to begin to see suffering as, as kind of a privilege, even though it's really difficult, that God himself would actually place his hand on your life, that he would see fit to kind of walk you through hand in hand some difficult stuff um, and ultimately prove himself. That's what it's about. Ultimately, he proves himself every single time to be the rock, to be the thing that we needed all along. So counterintuitively, we actually get good things at the other side of suffering, and and God allows it. He allows it because he's good. Um, He's the only thing that really is truly good. And so it's the wave of suffering itself that helps us to fully realize that as it throws us against the Lord. And and it's Spurgeon that said, um, I've learned to kiss the wave that casts me onto the rock of ages. So eventually we learn to embrace the waves as part of God's grace on our lives. So truth number three, God is with us. God is with us, Emmanuel. He's with us when it hurts. We believe he's with us right now and also for the whole of eternity. So right now God is with you. If you're suffering right now in this season, God is with you. He actually often draws especially close to those in suffering. And I think some of the times that we have felt the real closeness and comfort and presence of God most strongly have been when we've been going through seasons of pain. And um, 1 Corinthians 3 said he says he's the God of all comfort. And the Holy Spirit is available for us. It's an ever-present help in time of need. So we're not alone or abandoned. Um, I love in Psalm 56, it talks about God collecting every tear in a bottle. Like every, he's, he, he doesn't literally have a bottle like the BFG. Um, but it's like, it speaks of God remembering and noticing and seeing every tear that you cry, every moment of pain. And really, it, it speaks about the promise of God to really more than compensate for that in, in eternity. And so, and so in eternity, we've talked about now, but in eternity, God will wipe every tear away and all sadness and suffering will, will turn to dancing. It's going to be over with. And some of the things that have caused you... Um, just great suffering will be will be dealt with you will you will no longer cry over those things or feel the pain of those things there, there might be things that you've walked through in your lives already that um, you know sometimes it's because of just things that we do stupid decisions that we wish we hadn't made and just regret that you know we might regret for the rest of our lives and then other others of us have experienced suffering at the hands of other people um, someone else's sin, someone else's anger, um, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, even emotional abuse. These things can leave really deep scars. Um, and even now, there might be some of you just even aware of some of that stuff and it's not in your stomach. Um, in eternity, there'll be no stomach knotting. There'll be no anxiety. There'll be no tears. Um, and so that's just a comfort, you know. God sees every evil thing that's been done towards us as well. And the truth is, he wept with you. He weeps with those who weep, you know. He wept with you in those moments. And one day he will make all things right. So truth number four, um, this is the fact that our God has also suffered. Our God has also suffered and he can relate to us. Um, how does thinking about that help us? Well, just like un, unlike any other like unlike any other god i'll read a quote in a little bit from john stott but it's it's incredible to think that god himself 
the one who actually kind of brought physicality into being himself suffered physically is just mind-blowing um jesus our god he actually understands suffering he's been there he suffered more than any of us ever will not just because of the physical pain that he endured on on the cross but from being cut off from the father you know the emotional pain of that and he did that so that we would never need to be cut off um so just remembering where when we're in seasons of pain and suffering like jesus can relate to us he can relate to you he understands God himself actually experienced physical pain. Isn't that crazy? And he did that for us. Um, all, everything that we experience from loneliness to betrayal, persecution, disappointment, abandonment, he's endured all of that. He knows what all of that feels like. And he endured the ultimate pain to ensure that our pain is actually only temporary. It's only limited to this life. So I'm going to read that John Stock quote, and it says this. I could never myself believe in God if it were not for the cross. That is the God for me. He laid aside his immunity to pain. He entered our world of flesh and blood, tears and death, and he suffered for us. Our sufferings become more manageable in the light of his. There's still a question mark against human suffering, but over it we boldly stamp another mark, the cross that symbolizes divine suffering. So just a really quick recap on those four things before we move on. First one, God never changes. It's part of his nature. His goodness is constant. And so that really helps us when we're suffering. We can just quickly rule out the idea that somehow God's goodness isn't on us or maybe he's chosen not to be good to me. It's not true. That's not how the Bible describes it. So that's number one. Number two, some theological understanding of suffering actually really helps we live in a fallen world, and he uses our trials for our good. Um, number three, God is with us in our suffering by his spirit. He's with us, Emmanuel. He's actually able by his Holy Spirit to meet with us and minister to us, um, both now and forever. And number four, God suffered as well. He actually suffered and can relate to us. So um, that's just some truth that we can hopefully have with us when seasons of suffering come. Okay. So I'm now going to try and give you um, a few just practical, helpful um, things just to really be able to help you out the other side of suffering, still worshipping, um, still, yeah, still engaging, still worshipping, still believing um, that we just found helpful over the time, the things that we learned, some of the things that we weren't doing and we realized we needed to be doing um, so number one is be an honest worshipper. I think it's really easy for us to try and be assuming that God wants us to um, respond in a specific way and just respond straight away with thanksgiving and respond straight away with um, with trusting and all, all those things. And although we do need to do those things, we need to be honest with God first. Um, and that might be finding yourself... Just a few little practical examples. You might need to lock yourself in a room and put some really loud music on and just express to God loudly how you're feeling, questions you have about the suffering you're enduring. Um, just processing, praying out loud, speaking to God, um, 
just asking him, okay, tell me this, tell me this, you know, just praying out loud. You might be that you want to write your prayers down. I found that that was a really helpful thing for me. I just took a notebook and I just wrote what I was feeling, what I was asking, what I was questioning God, all those things. Um, Or it might be that you just need space and quiet just to pray by yourself or have someone pray with you. Um, But before we do anything else, we need to be honest with God. We need to go to him and express how we're feeling because he knows <laughs> we can try and um we can try and pretend he doesn't know but he knows he knows us he already knows what we're thinking and so just being honest with him is um just a brilliant first place um to be um remembering that he is with you that he weeps with those who weep and so he wants you to come with him come to him with how you're feeling um he wants you to express those, those thoughts and feelings and those questions that you have. Um, a, a quick example of just how if we don't do that, that could cause um, just, uh, it could just, yeah, it might just not help us. Um, just an example would be if a family member or someone, one of your friends um, gets sick and you're praying to see them healed or um, just you just want to see those prayers answered and they don't get answered and it might be that they end up always living with that sickness or that illness or it might be that they die from that and you don't express your questions to God, your honesty of, because let's be honest, we'd be disappointed that our prayers have, to us, have seen unanswered. Okay, so that's one of the big things is to us, one of the things we really learned through that year was that our prayers the prayers that we thought looked unanswered had been answered, but they just seemed unanswered, okay? There's, there's always an answer to our prayers from God. Um, and so if we don't go to him in honesty, um, the next time you come to pray for someone for, that, for a similar thing or you're asking God in faith for something for someone, there might be a tiny little bit of disappointment or doubt in your, in your heart. And that can just build up and more disappointment and more disappointment. And then you get to the point where you're like, do you know what? I don't want to pray for that thing anymore because I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the honest place we got to for some, t- for some of that year. I was like, I don't know if I want to pray that because I'm not sure it's going to be answered. Um, but we have to learn to go to God in honesty and keep processing. Okay, next. The second thing is to declare truth. Um, Sam has talked about knowing truth and having that theology of the truth of um, walking through suffering. But we're going to talk now about just declaring the truth and the power that it has. Um, And when you're suffering, the enemy wants nothing more than to distract you from keeping your eyes on God. He wants to distract you and make you question God's goodness. And he wants to make you question um, everything that that God says he is. And um, so by declaring truth... There's great power in doing that um, because the truth is always the truth. Truth is never lie. And the Bible is full of truth. So just some practical ways that you can um, use that is um, it might be that you have to wake up each morning and preach to yourself the truth, the good news, the good news of the gospel. It says in the Bible that the gospel is the good news. Okay? And, and it might be that that's, what, that's the place you stay is just the truth that Jesus died on the cross for your sins to forgive you, to set you free, to have a life of joy and freedom and ultimately 
live it for eternity. And it might be you need post-it notes around your bedroom walls. It might be that you need, as you get in, you know, getting ready for school, there's just certain things you just need to have truth written around so you see it. On my iPad, I have my screensaver opens up and there's a verse from Luke that says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And a bit like I was just saying earlier, there were some prayers that I stopped praying because I thought, I'm not sure that is possible now. And every time I open my iPad, I'm reminded the truth and it lifts my eyes that with God, all things are possible. It's not with God, some things are possible. It's all things are possible. Um, So just arming yourself with truth from scripture just to get you through. Even when, so just thinking about tonight when we're worshiping in the big top, thinking about seeing, seeing words up on that screen that feel like they contradict what you're seeing in your life. But this is the truth. This is, we know this is to be true. And what you're seeing, it feels like it contradicts. Sing that, that line tonight louder than you sing any other line tonight. Declare that truth over your situation and your circumstances. Um, last summer, we'd been living in the U.S. for about four months. And um, we were, so we were thousands and thousands of miles away from family. And we got a call to say that Sam's brother had been diagnosed with cancer. And um, in that moment, I just knew straight away that I had three options. Um, I had the first option was to live in my super positive world, which I find quite easy, and um, just be super positive. It's okay. Don't worry. Nothing's wrong. We're all good. Or the second would be to give in to the lies of the enemy that actually God wasn't going to be faithful to our family, and this was just another thing. And um, Or it was three, and it was to declare the truth of who God says he is over that situation. Um, Thankfully, I found myself going to number three. And um, that afternoon, I just found myself in in the kitchen just singing, just refrains out about God's faithfulness. You remain faithful. You remain faithful. Um, We didn't know what the outcome would be, um, but we just knew that he was faithful, and that was his promise that we had learned, and he wasn't gonna, his faithfulness wasn't gonna change whatever, whatever the next months and years um, led to. Um, so yeah, in that moment, the enemy wanted me to really question God's faithfulness, and I knew that by declaring truth, he wouldn't win. Um, and so for some of you this morning, that's just a thing you need to armor yourself with, is saying, I'm gonna declare truth over all my situations, all of my um, circumstances. Um, And yeah, let's carry on. So number three is to worship in surrender. Um, We want to just encourage you this morning that during your seasons of pain and suffering, just to lay down um, the desire and need to understand. That's something for us that we've had to just learn to do is that we won't ever understand and God is sovereign we are not God is God and we are not Um, and in Romans 8 28 it says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him Um, and sometimes we don't see or understand until much later on Um, but just to encourage you that he does and will and he promises to work things for good Um, But a testimony, when I was 16, my dad died very suddenly, and it was unexpected, and um, I was obviously 16 years old, just finished my GCSEs, and a few days after, I just felt this this peace just land in the pit of my stomach, 
And I couldn't describe it. I couldn't understand it. And that peace has stayed with me ever since. Um, so when I, when I come to thinking about it and I think about my dad and I think, I don't understand why he had to die when he did. I honestly still can't answer you that. I don't see the good of it. Like I'm, I, I'm like, okay, there is some good that's come out of it. And I'm seeing more and more each year. Like, okay, this is the good that has come out of this. But God doesn't promise me an understanding of why these things happen. What it says in Philippians, it says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's, that is God's promise to us, is that he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Okay, so in situations where you're suffering, where you just don't understand, God can give you a peace that means you're okay with not understanding um, and it can just dwell in the depths of you. And we're going to pray for that later. That's one of the things I really want to pray for, is that peace just to land in people that are just walking out um, different seasons of, of suffering. Um, another thing just in that surrender we need to be aware of is um, a, a nature of entitlement. Um, when suffering comes into our lives, it can actually inflate a sense of entitlement into our lives. Um, and actually, last, last summer when we had the diagnosis of Sam's brother with cancer, we, we, we realized that as we began to process, that we were processing from a place of entitlement. Um, we were processing the pattern when we were talking about it and processing in the days after was, but it's just not fair. It's not fair on his brother. It's not fair on our family to walk through another thing. It's not fair on his, his wife, my sister-in-law, on their one-year-old niece. It's, it, this isn't fair. Um, and, and one day we, just, we were just talking and we were like, well, why, why is it that we think it's not fair? And actually, we just realized we had this entitlement in our minds that actually we're not entitled to feel pain. Actually, our family have walked through enough pain, and we're entitled to not have that. Um, we're, enti- we're entitled to not experience suffering because X, Y, Z. Um, and actually, that's, that's not true. As Sam was saying, we live in a fallen world. Um, and actually, we, we are born as sinful people. And we only get to go to eternity because of Jesus. And so what we deserve is eternal separation from God. But because of Jesus, we get eternity with him. And so honestly, it was the moment that I realized that actually I, I don't deserve any of this. That my viewpoint of suffering changed um, and that God would equip, equip us to walk through it. And actually, God doesn't promise us that we won't get cancer. He doesn't promise us that as parents, we won't watch our children suffer. He doesn't promise us any of those things, but he promises us peace and he promises that he will work it for good. And those are the things, the truth to hang on to. Um, Yeah, and lay down and ultimately trust that he is a good and faithful God. And when we, and uh, yeah, at the end when we are praying and worshiping, maybe some of you just need to lay down your um, understanding of it or just lay down the entitlement to not suffer. Okay, and then lastly, number four, Um, I want to encourage you just to keep worshipping through it all. Um, Having unbroken praise is a powerful thing. And it's so tempting when we suffer to step back and question God. And there might be times for that. There might be times where it's too painful to sing. And I'm not saying to ignore those times. 
They're the times to be honest and go to God. And actually it might be that you don't open your mouth and sing, sing a line for a while. But in those moments, go to God with honesty and express how you're feeling. Um, but ultimately we have to ask ourselves, do I believe that God is God? What I'm experiencing now, do I believe that he's God? Um, can I? through disappointment, through pain, through suffering, can I stand back and say that God is God? Um, and when our, like Sam said, when our circumstances change, God is still the same. He is unchanging. Therefore, he is always deserving of our worship and our praise and our adoration to him. Always. Never once is he not. Um, so, Yeah. We are to choose to worship him in the highs and the lows and declaring that he's faithful, um, faithful when, he, when we feel like we're winning at life and faithful when it feels like we are sinking and our heads are just above the water. We've used that phrase a lot where we're like, we're okay, our heads are just above the water. <laughs> and, um, but we're still singing, we're still declaring the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Even when um, suffering comes, even when things change. Declaring, like we said earlier, declaring the truth of the goodness of God is powerful. Um, and the enemy, the enemy loves it when we choose not to worship. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Don't let the enemy win. <laughs> keep singing. Keep worshiping. Keep declaring those truths and, and singing. Singing out of honesty, but singing in faith. Like, just declaring, I believe this, I believe this. And actually, that's where we came to when we were writing the song, I Believe. Um, We actually, through the verses, we were just being honest. Um, Doors had closed in front of us that we didn't understand. There were prayers that had been unanswered we didn't understand. But we came to the end, and we realized we still believe that God is God. We still believe that he's good, and he's faithful. And we trust him, and we surrender to him. And that's essentially the um, way through. Um, and actually, it's, it's healing. When we, when we choose to worship, um, the power of worship allows us to actually be healed as we're singing as well. Um, and so the summer that we wrote it and then came and led it here, I remember looking out and I was weeping one, one night just looking out, thinking of all the different circumstances and situations that people were singing, that I believe that you are God when all around gives way. And it was healing for my soul just to sing that and sing that just for us as a family and sing that knowing of all the different situations that were in front of us. Um, so, yeah, so quick recap on those four things is be an honest worshipper go to him, be honest. You won't shock him. He won't be shocked. (laughs) Um, Number two, declare truth. Arm yourself with truth, Bible verses that you can declare over your circumstances, even when it doesn't look like what you're seeing is what you're speaking. Um, Number three, worship and surrender. Lay down the desire to understand. Step away from an entitled nature of, I just don't deserve this. Just, just, just lay it down. Trust him. Trust that he is working for your good. And number four, just keep worshiping through it all. Don't let the enemy win. Don't let the enemy go, yes, they didn't declare the truth of God today. No, we as believers will declare the truth of God, that he is good, he is faithful, and he loves us, 
and he works all things together for good for those that love him. Um, so yeah, so in 1 Samuel, just really quickly, just on the power of worship, in 1 Samuel, um, we see David called to come and play his lyre for um, King Saul, that there was an evil spirit, and um, David was beckoned to just play, and play away the enemy, play away the evil spirit, and um, we're going to just begin to start worshiping and um, declaring truth, and we're going to sing the song, I believe, and um, we don't actually have the lyrics with us, so we can sing it over you, or if you know it, you can join in. Feel free to stand or sing when it's time, but, um, sorry, stand or sit. Um, but I just want you to know that there is power when we sing. There is power when we sing. Singing to the creator of the universe is a very different thing to just regular singing. When you're in the car and you've got your jams, woo, 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 woo. When we're singing to the creator of the universe, it is powerful. And this morning, God wants to break in and heal some people. He wants to set some of you free. Maybe you've come with just things in your hearts or, or some things that you just years ago haven't let go of the disappointment um and we're going to come to him and we're going to worship um and yeah let our worship take on a powerful and spiritual dimension this morning because he hears us he hears us when we sing um and the enemy as i've said enough this morning the enemy hates it when we worship and um We're going to declare truth over our circumstances, over the pain and suffering and the illnesses that you may be seeing, experiencing um, in this room. Um, And as Sam plays, just like David was playing, we're going to believe that um, God's going to come and be with many of you this morning. Um, One of the things as we were preparing, um, I just felt like God wanted to um, just let go not let go he wanted to break in and heal years of disappointment there might be some of you right now that are just like that's me I just feel like I've had years of disappointment Um, prayers that have seemed unanswered Um, and and he just wants to come to you this morning and give you that peace that we talked about that surpasses all understanding and bring fresh joy And the other thing I felt was some people that um, have struggled to trust God because of the suffering that they've seen or they've experienced. God wants to come this morning and just bring peace and joy into your life as well.